Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We talk about the McDonald's Schultz meal. Uh, I Schultz dinner. Schultz, sorry, yes, Schultz dinner. Sorry, thank you. Um, yeah, proper nomenclature. I I realized I you know I can't I can't just limit that to McDonald's. I have to you know I have to spread spread my wings and 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 try other dinners at <laughs> at other fast food establishments. So I actually uh, yeah. I created the Wendy's uh, Schultz dinner this evening. Oh, excellent. Um, so okay, uh, yeah, Wendy's. talk to us. Big the, fan. The, the, the Wendy's Schultz dinner is um, it's going to be uh, a 10-piece spicy nugget, a right. spicy chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Two Junior Bacon cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. And okay, a large, we're getting and, impressive now. And a large fry. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's that's more impressive than the McDonald's one. And, and, and you know what? And, and if you want to go, if you want to go um, maybe... Uh, Meg, Mega Schultz dinner. I'll throw a frosty in there, but I didn't do that this okay. evening. Yeah, but that's that's, nice. that's just for special occasions, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like the the with the Schultz dinner. The special occasion is when the when the rib witch is uh is in town. Um, I gotta say, I I I ate the Wendy's Schultz dinner this evening, and I actually didn't feel like shit. How. Whereas, Which is surprising, given the amount of spicy chicken you've consumed from Wendy's tonight. You know what? The the, the Wendy's chicken is top notch. I gotta say. Uh, well, oh, yeah. I'm so, gonna, so I'm so gonna stop. Burger. But I'm I'm gonna stop you both right here. That is not <laughs> top notch chicken. <laughs> Have you ever had fresh chicken in your life? Because it's different. No, no. But if we're talking, if we're talking about, you know, if we're talking about fast food chicken, yeah. I'd say Wendy's is top it, tier. It, yeah. Yeah, it's fresh it's, chicken it's is overrated, thing. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, we got BK last night. We uh, we went to Danielle's brother's mm-hmm. wedding. And um, I don't know about you guys, but it's like a really common thing um, for us. When we leave weddings, we'll usually hit up a fast food place on the way home. Well, we almost did and, that last night. Oh, but yeah. like we had to get home to Rigby because he's deciding to oh, sh- yeah. shit all over the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's no good. Yeah, we, we just hit it because we had a long drive, too, because the wedding was down by uh, Edaville Railroad, which is a uh, destination some New England folk will definitely be familiar with, familiar. but it is yes. in the middle of nowhere. Isn't that in, like, and, Carver yeah, was, or some shit? Close close to it. It was uh, Middleborough, I think, yeah, is yeah, the yeah, town yeah, that it's in. Right, yeah. yeah, 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 that's that's down down yeah, in that's, the boglands. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the, the wedding was right on a uh, cranberry bog. It was really cool. Of course. That's, uh, that's a haul for you, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, the king helped me on my way back because, fortunately, right as soon as we got onto 495, there was a rest area there, 
And I gotta tell you, that drive-through service was awesome. We were in and out of there in like four minutes. Did, it barely made a dent on our trip. Did I guess tell you the story That's about excellent. when uh, when Em and I went up to the the Washington Hotel and about the Burger King experience? I, I might have, but uh, I believe so. Uh, it sounds very oh, familiar. They have, they have an in, they have an in-house Burger King at the Mount Washington Hotel now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So uh, Emily and I went up to the. What, I don't even know if it's. I think it's the Mount Washington Hotel. Whatever that big one is that looks like it's from The Shining, but it's not. Um, yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, um, Bretton Woods. Yeah. Yeah, Bretton Woods. Exactly. So Emily and I go up there, and uh, we got there really late, and we were starving. We we're like, oh yeah, we'll get up there and we'll find dinner, and you know it'll be great. We get up there, the restaurant and the hotel is closed. There's nothing around there, so we're like, shit. So Emily and I hop on the highway, and we can't find anything. And then just like, this, it was just like a you know a beacon in the night. The Burger, the Burger King sign <laughs> off in the distance in the high off the highway, and I was like, "Yay!" Because Emily's a vegetarian, and they got the Impossible Whopper or whatever. So we went in. Same thing. The uh, the folks who worked that drive-through, fucking top tier, top tier. Uh, I was, I felt like I was wanted there. Uh, they appreciated my business. <laughs> uh, my truck smelled like Burger King for the next three days, which was like making uh, Emily gag. But uh, yeah, no, it was good. Oh god, I can't get the smell of flame broil off me. <laughs> I I went to Whataburger in Florida. I mean, uh, in Texas before my brother graduated um, uh, his uh, training for the Air Force, and I was supposed to go like pin his wings on him. And I stopped at Whataburger. Don't ever go to Whataburger and get a burger with onions if you're going to be driving or going anywhere. Because I smelt like bo for the rest of the day. Like I'm sitting there in like this like graduation. And like, there's a family next to me, and I'm wearing like my my leather jacket, and it's just fucking reeks of onions. I'm like, these people think I probably haven't bathed in fucking seven days. <laughs> that, that was was that just the that was just the smell of the onions, right? That wasn't like you just having like night sweats outside of your no no. I smell right? great. To be to be yeah, clear, I, I, I smell fantastic all the time. Yeah, yeah, without dispute, sure. For, so having, myself, uh, for yeah. an obese man, oh, I uh, I smell great. I just want to. I want everybody to know that. I was just going to toss in real quick. I'm having bojangles this Look evening. Look at you. What do you got uh, in that box? Yeah. I see a biscuit. There's a biscuit. I still got to work on some bow fries, and I, I I already ate the chicken tenders, but there were four of them. Uh, and I got the honey mustard sauce. They got rid of the fucking bows sauce. They were like signature sauce. It's bullshit. Why? Why? I I don't know. They just just cut down on sauces it's uh it, w- it was a great sauce it was like kind of like an italian dressing mixed with like i don't know some some sort of other other elements but it was great uh now that i gotta deal pretty with good yeah it was yeah. fucking awesome it was fucking great i wish i saved them but uh now it's like it's pretty basic like honey mustard barbecue ranch or uh i don't know like fucking buffalo or something i don't know I don't know. I, I can't complain. It's it's uh, speaking of good chicken, it, it is pretty fucking good chicken. Yeah. I you know, and I, I said earlier like Wendy's is top tier chicken, which was kind of a uh, an ignorant thing to say because you know, you've got you've got your church oh uh, not your church. Yeah, not churches. Church is bad. You got your, <laughs> not churches. Uh, churches church tastes you got like your, an asshole. <laughs> you got your you got your raisin canes, you got your bojangles. Yeah, yeah you know, th- those are those are top tier chickens. Yeah, you got your Zaxby's and uh, I don't Never know. Yeah, I'd, I'd even throw here. I'd even throw Popeyes in there. Yeah, Popeyes. Okay, yeah, you know, Popeyes, Popeyes, Popeyes they make a good fried chicken. 
Popeyes gives me a stomach problem every time I eat it, though. That's the only thing. It's delicious. That's how you know it's working, though. (laughs) It's doing its job. It's doing its job. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, shit, we haven't done this in a while, huh? Um, It's been a couple months. It's been uh, a lot has happened in these past couple months. I got married. (laughs) Patrick multiplied. Christopher made an EP completely in the nude. Um, Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah, lots of stuff. I went to Germany and drank way too much and didn't drink for a few weeks after that, but now I'm drinking again because the show must go on. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, you can't give up. Don't be a quitter. (laughs) Inspiring words. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I mean. Yeah, lots, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, fuck. (laughs) I I, I still can't get over the fact that Patrick multiplied. Yeah, I, uh, geez, I, Someone? I, uh, I slept from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. today. It was great. That's <laughs> yeah. like a good stretch of sleep. Yeah. So how's that? Yeah. How's that sleep cycle going there? Like, is the is the baby waking up uh, a shit ton? Or? A lot. Yeah. 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 You know, like every three hours or so, and, yeah. and you know, it's fine. I I don't give a shit. The cat used to wake me up all the time in the middle of the night, but now I have to like you know, get up and wipe shit off an asshole <laughs> instead of just like <laughs> kick my cat off the counter or, or whatever. <laughs> but I thought that instead was of yeah, recreationally doing it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, now I have to do it. I'm, I'm required by law or else DSS will fucking come or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, they just can't I'm keep their, they just can't mind their own damn business. <laughs> yeah. Big, yeah. Big fucking diaper going to, going to, interrupt my business i i'm, um, I'm yeah. sure there's there's worse <laughs> neglect happening in south carolina than not wiping a baby's ass for for sure oh no i saw i saw <laughs> a a man driving about 55 miles an hour down the highway with a fucking dog in in the back of his truck bed oh, God. <laughs> <Just> like, jesus <laughs> yeah like, my, my, he's, gonna my, fucking, my, he's gonna fucking fly out oh <laughs> poor puppy my favorite thing I ever saw was down in Florida. Surprise. Um, I was driving down I-4, and, and this guy was towing his friend's car with a piece of rope down the highway, <laughs> and his friend was in the car, like, and you can't see this, but, like, he was, like, jerking the wheel and, like, trying to keep, like, use the brakes and make sure that, like, his car didn't fucking go flying into the back of this guy's pickup truck. That was, that was phenomenal. Oh, I yeah. love what, what? seeing, yeah. like, harebrained schemes on the road. There are very few things that bring me as much joy as seeing someone doing something incredibly dangerous from, to themselves and from, others. From a, from a distance, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to be behind yeah. that, but. <laughs> no, it is something I see on a daily basis now. Like, some someone doing some sort of weird renegade shit. Yeah, I have seen more cars on fire, like, in the past <laughs> year or so than I think I did in my entire life up north. It's, it, it was well, just like a, every other week. about right. The, that's that's impressive because uh, I think I can count the number of hand uh, the number of cars I've seen on fire on no hands. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, like they 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 don't give a shit about inspections down here, so like that that you can kind of just like drive whatever the hell you want. Just see a dude amazing. driving pickup truck with three wheels. Uh, like, I saw that in Florida, but it was a minivan. This guy <laughs> this guy was driving down the road. Uh, one of his wheels was missing, and there was just sparks flying everywhere, and they just acted like nothing was wrong. And that was the one. That was the one time in my life I've called the police department. I was like, 
Hey, <laughs> this guy's driving down fucking 1792 with three wheels. He's going to kill somebody. Can you please? And, and, and they were yeah. and, so good. And, and they were just like, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Like, you know, it's like normal. I want to throw you know? down some cones. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah, it, it's incredible. Like, and, and they, they just like are, are right next to it. Like, oh, geez, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like the cop comes down and just has like the same looks like. Oh, jeez, looks like your car's on fire. <laughs> like, no shit. The, can, I, can I go by you now? It's like, the, the just, well, yep, it's like a fucking King of the Hill moment. They just crack a beer, and they're just standing there staring at it. <laughs> the closest thing I can think of to compare to that is when I was growing up, or I was probably like right around the time I turned 18, uh, someone in my town decided that they were going to make an Ecto-1. <laughs> Oh, and, yeah. And uh, word around town was that he just did it because his five year old son wanted him to. So he got, got the proper kind of vehicle for it, like the old ambulance. He did everything on it that you were supposed to. And he just drove around town with this as if it was normal. And there was one night when I went to the supermarket and it was parked near where I ended up parking. So I walked over just to go take a look at it to see if like he had any controls for the lights or anything inside like that. And on on the dashboard, just printed by a label maker, just said, do not, in all caps, do not drive above 35 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that means it could go beyond 35 miles an hour and, and, and some crazy shit goes down, or, like, you, you literally cannot drive it above 35. My What I got from that is that it had gone over 35 once before, and it probably lost things. <laughs> First of all, I, I love the beginning of that story where he throws his five-year-old under the bus. Like, I, I plan on doing that a lot. Just like, yeah, my, my fucking kid wants me to do this. I don't know. <laughs> he wanted me to speed, with, and he, he he gave me the PCP. I don't know. Imagine that. Know Imagine if you could get away with that. You get pulled over, and your kid's just in the seat. You'd be like, well, you know, the kid, the kid told me to do it. It's like. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it for a friend. Well, that if the kid guy. told you to jump off a bridge, would you? Well, that's where we're going, officer. <laughs> <laughs> that was our next stop. <laughs> All right. Tip your waitresses, everyone. All right. Um, so if you haven't guessed it yet, this is another magnificent installment of Old Men Yell at Cloud. We're happy to be back. You know, we love to do these once in a while for you guys. Um, hey. I'm joined with uh, Mr. Christopher Brown. Ahoy, hoy. And Mr. Patrick S. Barry. Aloha. And I'm Jim Schultz. And um, I'm a little bit intoxicated. Uh, but we're going to carry on anyway. Uh, <laughs> see, because it's, it's my day, you frig. Um, yeah. It's my birthday bonus. Yep. So I can do whatever the fuck yeah, I want. Uh, 36? I'm 36. I started yeah. having a, I, you know, every year, like, I feel, you know what, I, I've been having, what's the plural of crisis? Is it crises? Or is it crisis? Crises. Crises, crises. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've been having midlife crises since 30, and just every year they get <laughs> exponent, exponentially worse. Uh, so we'll see what uh, this year has in you, store for me. You do know that 30 is not mid-age, right? Oh, it, it is for people like me who likely won't live past 65. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's be realistic. I'm, I'm middle-aged right now. I'm not going past 80. 
I, I've had this issue where, where I forget what age I turn, uh, like, I think past 32. I kind of like, am I turning 33, 32 oh my this God. year? I'm I, like, I cannot fucking remember what, like, how old I am. I was on the... Just somewhere uh, vaguely in the 30s. I was on the Sun Chronicle. <laughs> I was on the Sun Chronicle the other day, which is the local newspaper, and I just happened to scroll past the obituaries. And this is the point of my life that I'm in, where I scroll through and I'm like, uh, it's like 90, this person died at 98, this person at nine oh, died at 104, and I'm just like sitting there going, wow, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Be yeah, I'll be lucky if I fucking make this 65. I tell Emily that Is she gets really upset. I'm like, Is it though, like, I'm like, like Emily, like, what are you upset about? Like, when you die, when I die, you're gonna get a huge life insurance payout, and you're gonna be like very wealthy. Like, really? Like, I'd take a million dollars over my stupid ass any day. Like, <laughs> healthy things to tell your wife. Yeah, exactly. I go. <laughs> My favorite thing to do now is she'll be like upset about me something, and I'd be like, "You pick me, you put the yeah. ring on my finger. <laughs> this is all your fault." Uh, I'm just like, D you you know who I am, right? Like like we've been we've been together this whole time. Yeah, there's nothing you new. You knew what you were getting yourself into. <laughs> I, I mean, she doesn't even listen to the show anymore, so I can say whatever I want because she knows what she's getting into if she she puts this on. So you know, it's yeah, funny. I mean, it's <laughs> we we haven't we haven't really talked about shit yet, but usually that is the the thing that that's our trigger, right? Once yeah, we start she, talking she about shit, that's when she, she doesn't like the scat talk. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, so that's. It's not like we talk about it like, like, uh, like, positively. We're just telling stories about like. Moments. <laughs> Wait, what's not positive yeah. about shit? It's a it's a natural thing. It's yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm it's... saying we're not we're not talking about it like glowingly or like reverently. <laughs> All right, well, no, but like the the the, the issue is that, that that some some not not saying us not not saying you know intellectuals like us, but some view that <laughs> that talk as being kind of kind of low hanging fruit and sort of an easy yes, that's true. way to get a laugh out of someone. And I, I I'm just saying like. You know, we're we're just being efficient. You know, we're 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 not gonna, you know, bore people with a bunch of details first. Like we're we're getting going right for the gusto, going right for where people laugh the most, which is at farts and poop. Well, yeah, we're not gonna take you on a long walk when we can just drive you into the wall. Yeah, exactly. Totally, totally. All right. Speaking <laughs> of which, what the hell are we doing? Oh yeah, I was gonna. That's yeah. I was about to transition. Thank you, Christopher. Um, right. So for my birthday bonus this year, I'm gonna subject you to another Stephen Wilson masterpiece. Yay. I'm gonna use the word masterpiece. Um, his first solo album, Insurgentes. Uh, so Insurgentes is the debut full-length solo album released by British musician and record producer Stephen Wilson, known for being the founder and frontman of progressive rock band Porcupine Tree, which is funny because I was talking in the chat. This is his, quote, first solo album, but technically before In Absentia, he was kind of doing solo albums anyway as Porcupine Tree and some of his other weird solo yeah. shit that he was doing. <laughs> It, it morphed into a band, right? Like it started solo, yeah. and then, like the studio musicians kind of became the band. Uh yeah, sorta in a way, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, a, yeah. the, the before in absentia, I forget what the drummer's name was in the in the older albums, but he he had a he had a few dudes that he would have on uh, the records, but it was basically his his thing. Um, his and then, baby. Yeah, and then uh, after yeah. in absentia, as you said, like the the kind of guys that he brought in became like the de facto porcupine tree guys, and now they're actually back after twelve years. I just saw them a couple weeks ago. Uh, they put out a new yeah. album. Uh, not uh, a couple of the guys are the same, and then they got a couple new guys. But yeah. Anyways, their new yeah. album. I, I we're know back, about, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> yeah, and it's got the picture. It's it's called We're Back, and it's got the the cartoon dinosaur on the cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I guess this album was recorded uh, all over the world. I didn't even know that as I'm reading the Wikipedia here. Uh, studios in Mexico City, Japan, Israel, all over the place uh, in between January and August of 2008. Uh, then it was released in November of 2008. Uh, Stephen Wilson mixes all of his own albums, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, and I think he had, um, I don't know. I was looking at the. Uh, I'm wondering if there is some like file here. transfer uh, going on there. Be- you know, like as far as recording all over the world. You know, did he have someone send a file from Japan, or do you think he actually like took his ass all the way over there and set up a microphone? And no, I think he actually like went around the world and recorded in different studios because the um, the album is named after uh-huh. a street in Mexico City. Uh, Intergetes uh, is the longest okay. avenue in Mexico City, so. I guess that's cool. where I think he kind of rounded things out with the album and yeah. said, "All right, let me let me slap a label on this," and that's what he landed on. Um, and this album is—it's uh, definitely a uh, um, a departure from the, the the typical porcupine tree music that you'd hear later on in the porcupine tree career. Some some of it's like if you listen to the earlier stuff, it's got some similarities, but as porcupine tree kind of uh, progressed. Um, through their career, like Fear of a Blank Planet was kind of a piece of crap, and then he kind of said, "Okay, I think <laughs> I, I think I'm making crap, so maybe I'll make my own solo record." And he made he made this, and uh, so Fear of a Blank Planet was 2007. He made Insurgentes in 2008, and then they made The Incident in 2009, which was also not that great. And I think he kind of realized that um, he had said everything he needed to say with Porcupine Tree and kind of jumped ship and went off on his own. And then uh, disappeared for 12 years doing his own stuff. Uh, he did some collabs with, like, Michael Arkefell with Opeth and some other folks. And now they're back doing things. But anyways, we're here to yeah. talk about the first solo album uh, in Sargenta. So with that, gentlemen, um, I'll start with you, Christopher. What's your favorite track off this album? My favorite track off Insurgentes by Stephen Wilson. I'm gonna hey, talk Mr. like Wilson. Ronald, I'm gonna talk like Ronald Reagan for this. Yeah, My favorite track was Harmony Corinne.
idea why he named a track after Harmony Corinne, but the song is really fucking good. Uh, has a massive chorus. Like the choruses on this album are much much bigger than typical Stephen Wilson fare that I- I've heard. It's it's got a lot more bombast to it, yeah. and uh, it, it feels like he's like it. I don't want to say enjoying it more, but it just feels like he's very rejuvenated by what he's doing on this album. Whereas on others, it felt like he was just doing what he was doing. Whereas here, it sounds like it's it's like making him happy to do it at that point in time. Absolutely. Um, I yeah, and I, I'll agree with you. Like when I first heard that he was putting out a solo album, and I was like, what? The, you know. He, a lot of the times you see these guys they you know they kind of leave their their main their their main squeeze and uh, <laughs> they go off and they do their solo thing and you're like all right what's this piece of crap that they're gonna put out um, and that first song came on and I was like holy shit this is gonna be awesome but the thing about that that's funny about that song um, is you hear that and then the rest of the record is like completely different. In some ways, yeah. yes, and in some ways, no. I, I think the choruses kind of maintain, but um, but yeah, the, otherwise, I think the song is, it's not necessarily representative of what you're going to hear for the right. rest of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I thought that it did kind of establish uh, a, a certain mood that, that he was going for, uh, which was like, I, I thought this song had a great, nice soundscape and everything. It was uh, like very Radiohead-esque. It, it was kind of like... Radiohead, like a click further, to- like towards Dream Theater camp, but like not too far there. There's further tracks that kind of sound more like a mix between the two, but it's like, yeah, this one sounded like Radiohead with like a little tiny smidge of prog thrown in. Uh, but then you get this nice little kind of like lo fi keyboard section that happens in the middle. Uh, like, I don't know, everything kind of like that the panning goes really extreme or something like that. And it's like, OK, now now we're like back into like studio territory, studio nerding territory, I guess. Uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought you, you got a little glimpse in, into what you get on the rest of the album with that one. Yeah, I thought I thought it was funny with this album. It's like it's you could tell like even in the notes here, it says he wanted to kind of go towards more of like a, a, a droning and like noise rock kind of project and you think about like tradition tra- traditional noise rock um which actually i just saw melt banana the other night and that was pretty cool speaking of noise rock but like it's typically kind of loose and jarring and you know dirty i guess is a word and like i feel like steven yeah. tried to do that but because he's a prog prog boy like it was still it was still clean it was like the cleanest dirty thing he could do if that makes yeah, any I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean, he's still, he's still a big fan of, you know, putting thought into harmony and melody and stuff like right. that. So, you know, a band like, uh, you know, I mean, he's uh, got Jesus and Mary Chain might not do, might not put that much thought into that or like My Bloody Valentine or something, uh, at least like not in like Loveless Era or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I think he's, he's such a fan of like the composition end of it that he's always going to kind of fall back into that for comfort. I mean, he's got Jordan Rudis and Tony Levin on the album, for Christ's sake. Like, they're not about to make any fucking mistakes. Like, you could probably zoom in on their notes, and they'll be, like, exactly lined up with the metronome and the grid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got, you got two elements from Liquid Tension Experiment right there. So. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen um, Whiplash? Yes. No. So all, all of the scenes with—oh, um, what the hell is that actor's name? Why can't I think of it? J.K. Simmons. Um— 
all of the scenes with him, whatever uh, the drummer screws up, when he just kind of holds his hand up in the air and he winces. Yeah. Uh, I imagine Steven Wilson doing that in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I I told my boss to watch that movie when we were on the way to Japan, and he was like, thanks, I had an anxiety attack the whole flight over. <laughs> oh, man, I just watched this movie called Speak No Evil. Um, I was trying to convince Scott to watch it, but he read the plot synopsis on Wikipedia and refused to. Uh, but <laughs> I, I would suggest watching it. It's actually, Patrick, don't you you don't watch it. You don't watch it. You have a kid. Uh, Jim, watch oh, it. God. And <laughs> just, <laughs> it's it's a brutal movie. I'm never going to watch it again. But it was excellently made, and there is nothing that happens in it as awful as it is that is just not set up and like you should see coming, but you just do not. And it's. It's a brutal movie, but it was awesome. I feel like I've heard that name. Is it a newer movie? Yeah, it's newer. It's um, it's a European movie, but it's mostly in English because it's um, it focuses on two families from different countries, and they speak English to each other. Uh, okay. Anyway, I digress. All right, Patrick, what was your favorite track? Ooh, my favorite track on this album, uh, ultimately, is going to be Only Child. that sounds like it should be an Aerosmith cover based on title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that the song? Oh, no, Last Child. Is, is, is that song? They, they have another child song, too, though. I think it's Legendary wow. Child. That was amazing. I um, I, I just started singing, and, and fucking Zoom just popped up and said, are you playing music? Like, it recognized <laughs> me like... I guess I did pretty good. Anyway, sorry. I always knew you had talent. Yeah, (laughs) Legendary Child was a single from 2012 from Aerosmith. And let's not forget that they worked with Desmond Child. So they're a child-friendly band in many ways. (laughs) All right. Especially the drug part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought thought this track was like, uh, it was pretty groovy, uh, but you also got the... Uh, it wasn't noodly, like like it it, it it had a it had a certain groove to it, but it uh, was also kind of minimalist in some way because uh, the guitar was like very kind of post punky and like uh, almost like Interpol maybe would, would be kind of what I was thinking along the lines of, uh, and uh, something about this song. Uh, it, it, it had swagger to it, uh, which I almost can like never get from a Stephen Wilson song. Uh, but it just had this, yeah, it just had this sort of uh, like, I don't know, just kind of, kind of this coolness going on, uh, if that makes any sense. The drums were like really pulled back and doing something that was like kind of more tasteful and, yeah. you know, pur- purposeful. And yeah, it just kind of like had this nice mid tempo groove that, you know, that I was really locking into. They made Gavin uh, behave it, it, on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, <laughs> like you know, like you throw in like these little like you know flourishes every so often, and I was just like, yeah, this is like, th- this is pretty sick. So, uh, yeah, li- I liked that one. It was kind of, uh, 
the yeah like the the general kind of harmonic vibe of it too was like very sinister and intriguing too it wasn't you know overly proggy or anything like that it still kind of had this uh you know this sort of like dark sinister veneer on it that i really liked ultimately all right very cool um my favorite track i'm actually gonna uh back christopher up here i'm gonna go with uh Harmony Cormine or how the, Corinne. How the hell do you say it? Corinne. Corinne. Harmony, Harmony Corinne. Cor- Corinne. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mentioned uh, previously, um, when I first listened to this record, I put that song on, and uh, there were very few times in my life where I throw a record on and it, you know, it, it spins up, and I'm like, "Holy shit, uh, this is gonna be awesome!" Uh, this was one of mm-hmm. those um, times where I was like, "This song fucking kicks ass." Uh, just like, even just like, and he's not doing anything particularly amazing, like with the guitar work and everything. I think it's just that you know those six sneeth no driving chords that uh um power chords that he's playing in the choruses really i was like this is awesome uh and then even during the um there's a break in the song uh, and it just goes into this fuzz guitar thing that's that's really cool that I, I just i really love this song um and i haven't actually listened to this album or the song in a very long time so it was cool to come back and listen to this again and hear things that and when i was a younger lad didn't really appreciate come back and listen to it and really pick up on some more things um that i uh it just it it really kind of drove this one home for me and and this is one of those albums where i feel like i can do that where every time i listen to it i kind of pick up something new on it so yeah uh, Mm -hmm. that's my pick hopefully i didn't just i I love albums like that where you hear the first song and you're just like oh yep on board yeah. Like, I, that's only happened for me a few times. Like, it, it did definitely with The Fragile. Um, and the other one that comes right to mind is uh, Fabulous Muscles by Shushu. Like, I just heard the first... Basically, it starts with, like, a synthesizer note and then stops and it's silence for several seconds before, <laughs> like, the song actually kicks in. And that was a, another situation where it's like, this is going to be great. And I, I love that album to this day. Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, Informer off of uh, 12 Inches of Snow. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think it's the first track on that album. Dude, it's that not. was that was my fifth grade class song. Really? <laughs> sure was. Wow. We had we had taste over at Waybright Elementary. Yeah, I'll, I'll say so. It was like I, like I don't. I, it's a song about like a failed drug deal or something. I'm not even sure. No idea. Something like that. <laughs> or, or, or there, there is a narc, an informer of, of, of sorts. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. Who are we to dissect the, the like, cryptic prose of uh, Snow, whatever his name is? <laughs> it was it was Snow. But, like, that wasn't his birth name, was it? Yeah, he was a mononym, Snow. Wow. No last not, name? Not really. Just, just born to no not, one? Not really, but that would be great. No, born to no one. <laughs> All right, Christopher, what's your least favorite track? 
My least favorite was Veniero para las Hadas. reason that was my least favorite is because it was the one that just kind of didn't really do anything for me and I gotta say with two exceptions on this album I liked every song so that was the one that stuck out to me the least and the one that I would certainly skip over the other one I had on there was only child but I still liked quite a bit of that Mm. Um, like Patrick was saying it was weirdly interpol in some ways especially the drum sound and that kind of drew me into it, even if I didn't love the song itself. I, I appreciated the, the, the sonic qualities of it. Yeah, right. Venino was kind of tough for me to... Uh, I didn't have a lot of notes for that one. I My one thought uh, was the... I think there might be... Maybe there's just... I, I don't know if it's Variophone or, or if it's actual real woodwinds, but it kind of reminded me of uh, some of the later Talk Talk stuff, which I'm... I'm Certain Stephen Wilson has fucking listened to, so it kind of made sense. He's probably heard that, yeah. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever look at a picture of Stephen Wilson in his house, he generally does like his little snippets and stuff in front of his vinyl collection, and it is fucking massive. So he's probably listening. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking bet. Yeah. All right, Patrick. What was your least favorite? Ah. I have trouble picking a least favorite. Actually, I uh, I found myself kind. Of, I I I generally am like uh, pretty much cool with every track on this album. I think. Uh, I think get all that you are. I'm sorry. Get all you deserve. had the least amount to write about. Uh, I don't really remember a ton about it. Uh, and that's really all I can say. Uh, everything else was noteworthy, and uh, that one was not as much to me. All right. For my least favorite, I'm actually going to go with uh, Only Child. Uh, but I'm in the Fuck. Sec- yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. You know what it was? It's probably because the drums were fucking <laughs> held back on that one. But no, that's 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 not true because I actually fucking love Intrigente as the final track and there's no drums on that. But um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I love every track on the song. I, again, coming back to this album and listening to it after I haven't listened to it in several years has been fucking awesome. But this, um, this one, I don't know. There's just, I think it's something about the lyrics that just don't grab me on this one, and because of that, it just, I had to put it at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember anything about the lyrics. Yeah, I didn't catch Darren, much of the lyrics this way through. Darren Kenneth O'Brien. Sorry, Darren Kenneth O'Brien is uh, Snow. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if you were having an episode there for a second because you just started yelling a name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just having a, uh, an episode Stella! over here. Stella! Terrence! Terrence! Terrence Wilkinson! Terrence Wilkinson! <laughs> oh, man. All right. Christopher, what is your vump? For those at home playing, what is your MVP moment? That is going to be on Abandoner, and I'm going to guess you can probably imagine what my uh, favorite moment was, and it is when shit gets crazy. I saw, I, I heard that, you know, I, I know the moment you're talking about, I was like, this is when Christopher's going to start enjoying the album. But I was surprised you liked the first track. But, uh, yeah. I, I did like the first track, but that, that's when it, that was the moment where I thought to myself, I'm probably going to like this album. Yeah. Just kind of talk on that. I, it, it took until track two, but th- once that happened, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> I actually, I actually had a moment where I was like, oh, is this gonna be one of those albums where Christopher just like buys out right before we finish the album? I was like, no, no, that won't happen. <laughs> no, I. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll save it for the end, but I'll, I'll just say that. I cheated a little bit on my album per day thing by using this just because I had a bunch of other shit going on today. So oh. this was this was my album for the day. Oh, cool. Nah, it's cool. Um, I will say that out of 10 tracks, I listed eight of them as standout songs. That's awesome. I'm very pleased. Uh, I'm, uh-huh. I'm not putting that on YouTube uh, or on Instagram, rather, because on Instagram, <laughs> I just told people to listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's You're going to have to reach out to your friend there and, and, and tell her that you actually enjoyed a Stephen Wilson record. Yeah, it was funny because before we started listening, Danielle was asking me what we were listening to. And I'm like, ah, it's Stephen Wilson. And she's like, who? And I'm like, it, it's a I'm like, it's a British prog guy. And the only people who like who are into him fucking love him. And I was like, yeah, and the only two people I know who do are Jim and Janine. <laughs> but yeah, no, for, when uh, the, the concert happened, I was just getting updates on Instagram from fucking both of you, like, back to back. <laughs> Porky uh, pals. Porky pals. Yeah. Oh, was she there? I assume she yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, if, if Wilson is in town, she's there. Oh, I thought, but I thought you said that, because um, you were trying to see if I wanted to buy the tickets. I thought she couldn't go. And I was like, nope, already bought them the day they went on sale. Oh, 
Maybe. I, I might be thinking of the last time. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I, I, I thought she went, but uh, at any rate, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. All right, Patrick, MVP. MVP um, is actually going to be on salvaging, which was, uh, for me, uh, was a contender for favorite. Uh, I thought that yeah, one same. was uh, pretty fucking cool. Uh, it's, a, you know, very kind of droney and stonery. Uh, there, there's like kind of this King Crimson shit that happens all over it. Uh, and then at, right around six minutes, 40 seconds, uh, Shit starts to get real hairy. I think they're, I don't know what the fuck, like, like some kind of old ass, like, Vox Continental type organ, something with a lot of noise on it, kind of, uh, and high, like, a lot of, like, weird high-end hits and noise kind of comes in, uh, and then shit kind of builds slowly on top of it for the rest of the track for, it's like another minute and a half or something like that, or maybe even two minutes, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I thought that was really cool and intense, and, uh, I, heavily enjoyed it yeah i called it the uh the wall of noise <laughs> yeah <laughs> wall of hair what the house of hair what was that um fucking oh Gross. why am i why am i blanking on his name fucking twisted sister d uh, snyder d oh, snyder did the house of hair uh show on saturday nights um oh, yeah it was pretty obnoxious. I used to listen to it when I was building the old studio. Uh, my MVP, um, I'm going to go with uh, in, let's see if I can say this correctly, in Vene Veneno para los Hadas. Uh, the guitar swells and the vocal swells. about swells maybe it's because i like boating uh but <laughs> uh they, i and there's a lot of swells throughout this um throughout this album but the 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 guitar swells in the song were i thought they were particularly tastefully done uh another contender actually for uh mvp that i had let me see if i can find where it was um in get all you deserve uh, Steven's kind of using his his vocals as kind of a, like a synthesizer kind of texture, but he's got the synthesizer layered under it, and I thought that was pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. I should have wrote that down. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. Um, it's the time... It's the time and... 
It's a part of the program now where it makes me think of that bit on The Simpsons when um, the TV network goes off the air and it just says technical difficulties and you see a state like the logo is a stagehand like drinking a bottle that just says <laughs> XXX. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, those, those are incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I um, like I said, I, I haven't really been drinking that much. So when I and, and I'm drinking a fucking heady topper, which is eight percent. So I've had oh yeah two of these already. So I'm I'm feeling fucking warm right now. Um, <laughs> 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 All right, let's rate this bitch, uh, Christopher. I know, uh, comparable album. Oh, sorry, comparable album. I don't. I <laughs> I fucking forgot about that goddamn section. I don't even have one. All right, Christopher. Go I just ahead. gave you a. I just, I just gave you a handy edit point if you want to take that again. No, that's fine. I fucking, I roll with the punches. <laughs> All right. So, in a case of sort of um, old men yell cloud um, Aurora Boris, I'm gonna name an album that we've already done, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna say Counterparts by Rush, which I believe what? was our second <laughs> episode. Uh, I don't think it was our second episode. It was the first episode we had a guest on, and it was John Sasser. It was. It was. So it was probably like the third or fourth. Yes, yeah, so um, I, I think it might have been four. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh that's another album that I liked. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just there were different parts of it. So a lot of times, uh, Wilson's bass tone has the same sort of aggressive high end that Getty Lee's does, and I, I think that's kind of where it was drawn the parallel. All right, Senor Patrick. Hmm. He's busy eating Excuse Bojangles. He's, I was eating he's some eating bow his, fries. He's eating his Bojangles. Now he's taking a drink of whatever he's... Are you, what are you drinking? Are you drinking, are you drinking, a, are you drinking a Miller Lite over there? I'm drinking a Miller Lite. Look at uh, that. One of these stupid things. They had them uh, down at the Family Dollar. They were like a buck sixty-five each. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they, sell, yeah. they sell fucking beer at the family dollar down there. Oh, of course they do. Of fucking course they do. It, right it makes me diapers. think of. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, when back in like olden times when water wasn't safe to drink, so children would often drink beer. So yeah, exactly. I, this actually just uh, reminded me of a funny story. So my, my dad was telling me this. Um, I guess there's a home video of, I can't remember if it was my birthday or my brother's birthday. I think it was my my brother's birthday. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese's. And um, my dad's filming or whatever. And uh, one of, one of you know, because as a two or three year old, whatever the fuck you are, you don't really have friends. You, you Your family's friends come to the birthday party or whatever. So one of my parents' friends from the neighborhood uh, was there, and my dad has uh, footage of his kids sitting there screaming by themselves, just crying and screaming. And my dad pans over, and like off in the distance, you just see their dad sitting there by himself, just drinking a beer. <laughs> just wants nothing to do with what's going on. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, quit, hey, quit being an idiot. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Oh, that's great. That's very good. Oh, All okay. Right. So comparable right, album, Patrick. Yeah. Um, co co Comparable album. Shit, shit. I, I was kind of uh, scrambling to think of one. Uh, 
I'm actually going to go with, uh, I think it came out in, yeah, 1999's uh, Apple Venus from the band XTC, which of course we've uh, mm. done on the show before we did Drums and Wires. Uh, so they, they put out an album, uh, actually it was uh, volume one, uh, that, so they released the next volume the next year, but uh, this particular volume uh, had um, quite a bit of like kind of string arrangements on it, and also like there was a lot of kind of uh, sequenced electronic stuff happening. Basically these guys like were given one more chance to, to put together an album and they blew their whole budget on a day, one day session <laughs> with string players uh, at Abbey Road Studios and recorded the rest of the album like in their garage or something like that. Uh, so it's like uh, th- there's uh, yeah, just kind of like interesting use of string sections and uh, electronic sequencing MIDI uh and things like that to kind of fill things out from there. Um, that uh, and a lot harmonically that reminds me uh, of what Stephen Wilson does, and I believe Stephen Wilson has mixed uh, or he's planning to do some XTC uh, remasters at some point. I know he's a big fan of them. Uh, yeah, he's, he's like making plans. Yeah, he li- he likes doing plans um, for Andy he for like, Nigel. <laughs> Nigel, yeah. <laughs> He likes um he likes doing five one mixes and stuff, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He's actually yeah, won some so. Grammys for like remixing some shit in five one that wasn't even his own shit. Which is crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who he did that that I uh, there was one band that he did that I, I feel like he I did really a yes record. Of. He did a bunch of yes yeah. stuff. Uh, he refuses to do Genesis, which is like really funny to me for some reason. <laughs> he like hates Genesis <laughs> for some reason. Uh, has no problem with Peter Gabriel as far as I've uh, heard. But uh, so yeah, that was my pick. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, tough to kind of put my finger on what else to compare it to though. K- kind of along that same lines of trying to do something post-punky but also proggy and also kind of symphonic yeah. I guess yeah alright I'm gonna be a, an asshole here uh, my my comparable no. album because I was caught off guard Jim? by my own episode <laughs> yeah I know me? an asshole? that's unheard of uh, I'm gonna go with Milk Banana because I just saw yeah. them the other night and uh, I'm gonna go with their most recent record which uh, wasn't recent at all it was in 2015 uh, Return of the Thirteen Hedgehogs. I saw them the other night at the uh, Sinclair. <laughs> That's a great title. I know they're insane. Like I, you know, and I, I was, I, I'd seen them. Oh, I saw them open for Tool on the Ten Thousand Days tour in Orlando, Florida, and uh, as you can oh, imagine, man. it was uh, not uh, met with a great reception by the uh, Floridian Tool fans. I've never seen a band get booed. Yeah, the fl- the specifically Floridian yes. tool fans. <laughs> yeah. But I, I Not actually... Not like us Massachusetts tool fans. <laughs> we're, we're, we're elevated people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I got to say, even when I saw them um, at the uh, at the open at the Tool Show, I still was like, this is kind of cool. Um, and then, like, I had just heard that name forever beyond that show. Like, I always heard Mel Banana. Yeah, I know Mel Banana. Um, and then my buddy Eric, who was, um, who's been on the show, he's like, "Hey, you want to go to Mel Banana on Wednesday night?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right." 
Uh, and the whole day I was like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to subject myself to this? I'm just going to be a bunch of fucking, like, noise and everything. And I went, and it was fucking awesome. It was a great fucking show. Like, they do a great job. Well, that's job. the type of stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff you want to see live. Exactly. Like that, that's just got to be so much fun. Yeah, like, I had... And just, like, seeing them try to put that all together. Like, that's the excitement of, of that style of music exactly. for me, I think. Yeah, that was... I, and I had that realization after the first song. I was like, okay, this is... This is one of those bands where you, you want to see live as opposed to listening to the record. Yeah. I mean, the record's fine, too, but lis- listening to it live is, is, is more enjoyable. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's my cover. All right, let's rate this bitch. Christopher. Um, I am going to give this an eight. Uh, in my ratings that I keep in my spreadsheet of everything I've been listening to this year, uh, I do give ratings and I do do integer. I do decimal points, I should say, not just integers. Uh, but this is a solid eight for me. Uh, this is a really good album. Uh, I don't. I'm kind of more into curating my vinyl collection at this point, so unless I decide to get rid of some stuff, I can't see myself picking this up. But I'll definitely listen to it again. I'll definitely listen to uh, chunks of it. Um, it's it's a pretty fucking good album. No complaints here. For those for those of you who can't see, there's a tear streaming down my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick, hit us. I'm also going to give it an eight. Um, yeah, I, I think this is uh, thus far my uh, favorite Stephen Wilson thing that I've heard. Uh, and uh, like Christopher was saying, probably the one that I'm most likely to revisit. Uh, we did, what was it, Hand Cannot Erase? Yes, the one that's point. based on mm-hmm. me, correct. Yes, the one that, that, that the concept album about Jim Schultz uh, touching him. Um, I, I honestly don't remember a ton about that one. I remember liking it more than the Porcupine Tree album, uh, if if I recall correctly, because th- this is the third Stephen Wilson thing that we've done for this show, right? Correct. Yeah. Done one Porcupine Tree, and, and this would be the second Stephen Wilson. Yeah. So I think uh, th- this is probably my the one that can would connect with me the most. Uh, they're they're just. Uh, yeah, there, there was a bit more uh, of what I want, uh, uh, what, what I felt I needed from Stephen Wilson, I guess. A, a little more of that uh, happening in play on this album uh, uh, versus some of the other things that I've heard. Uh, and yeah, there, there, there are some really cool, fun moments on here. Uh, and I mean, obviously the production and, and like playing can't, you know, can't be denied either. But, you know, it's all all very high quality stuff. Uh, even even if it lands kind of on the side of sterile for me at points, like I I, I can't fault him too much for that. Uh, you know, the dude just has you know kind of a an ear for quality and perfection, uh, and it's uh, it was kind of interesting to for me to hear him kind of take this dirtier, noisier approach. I I, I really appreciate it. I, I would like to hear him do it more. Honestly, uh, I think I think he wears it pretty well. Right on. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine because I'm a Stephen Wilson fanboy. Um, And like I said, this album is something that uh, I probably haven't listened to. I don't think I've listened to this in at least five years. So to put it back on and really kind of listen to it critically was was um, 
was really uh, an eye-opening thing. There's definitely things I, I heard in there that um, I didn't pick up before because I would just kind of listen to it, you know, as a somebody kind of consuming music. But, um, uh, yeah, the production's awesome. It's definitely a step away from the stuff he was doing with Porcupine Tree around that uh, time frame. So, yeah, the 2008 era. Um and I am definitely going to throw it on my record player in the near future because I think I mentioned to you guys I own this on vinyl, but I don't think I've actually ever, ever even uh, uh, oh, yeah. spun it. Gotta so crack open that crack I gotta, open that plastic. I gotta and, crack it open and on. I gotta take a listen to it on the uh, on the record player. And this is yeah. you know yeah. this is something that as I'm listening to this like I told you guys well I don't want to give things away but. I want to start working on some stuff, um, and this is kind of the avenue I think I want to go down with what I want to do. So it was kind of uh, an inspirational listen, to be honest, to get a, get some nice. ideas yeah. of what uh, what I what I want to do in the, in the near future. Will I actually do it? Who knows? I've been saying I'm going to do stuff for the last 15 fucking years, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, that's it. What else do we do now? Uh, let's play a... Well, oh, we have a net worth. I, I was going to say, let's play, let's play a net worth. Uh, gentlemen, please tell me, what is Jordan Rudis's net worth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a question. Uh, <laughs> sure. Who is that? <laughs> he's, a, he's the keyboardist <laughs> for Dream Theater, and he also played on this record that we just listened to. All right. Well, Jesus, Jeez, I have no fucking idea. They're their third keyboardist. Let, let's let's of be, Dream Theater, you yeah. Know, proper here. <laughs> and liquid experiment. I'm gonna throw a number out there, and I, I know it's not correct, but I don't give a shit. One point three million. Okay. You know what? I almost went with Tony Levin, but his net worth is actually surprisingly lower than you'd think it would be. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, he deserves better. He definitely does. All right, Patrick, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Kevin Moore fan personally, but uh, <laughs> as far as uh, keyboardists for Dream Theater go, I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, Dream Theater uh, is a funny band because they don't have any like hit singles or anything. They're not making any money off of like sync rights. Uh, I've certainly never heard them used in a movie or a commercial or anything like that. Definitely not since Jordan Rudis joined the band in like 98, 99. But, but they make a ton of money off merchandise and touring. Uh, and he's like done work with a ton of other groups and bands uh, in the past and probably gets paid handsomely. Uh, so I'm going to go... Let's go with a cool three million. All right. Well, Patrick wins. You're actually both way off. He's uh he's doing pretty well for himself. He's worth twenty five mil. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Man. I mean, I feel like he's got endorsements I mean, from like fucking. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh tons. You're right. There we go. He he plays yeah. that three sixty keyboard thing. The the thing that looks like uh, the Zorak keyboard from Space Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's like all the uh, way around him. I think he's endorsed by that weird keyboard MIDI controller thing too. I forget what the hell it's called. I want to call it's called like the C something. 
or whatever. Yo, yeah, yeah, uh, he, he, yeah. He gets tons of endorsements. He's like the fucking, he's the keyboard guy, basically. He's like the Ingwie Malmsteen of, of keyboards, basically. <laughs> yeah. All right, Christopher, what do you got for us? All right, so I have a, an alternative nation headline for you for those tuning in for the first time inexplicably. What we do here is we go to the clickbait bullshit website, alternativenation.net. Do not go to this site. Do not give them your clicks for ad revenue no. or anything like that. Let me do it for you. Uh, and this is an <laughs> article by our good friend Brett Buchanan, who, uh, as of our last episode, seemed like he was kind of on the outs. There weren't a, a ton of new articles by him. Uh, today, I have an embarrassment of riches of articles by Brett Buchanan, and hey. I could not be more excited hey, 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 to have hey, that. Hey, you know what? You know what I think might have happened? He might have, like... What? He, he, maybe he saw that we were winding down, and he was like, all right, my work is done here, and he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... This one... It technically could be answered with a yes or no, but I'm gonna want a little context. So that's, that's what we're going for here, is just a little bit of context. We don't even need a whole lot. Our headline is... Is John Frusciante leaving Red Hot God Chili Peppers it. after new album? <laughs> so what is once with again, him? the question is: Is John oh. Frusciante leaving Red Hot Chili Peppers after new album? Question mark. Fucking Jesus Christ! If it, so, <laughs> if, it, if it isn't fucking if it, if it isn't fucking Eddie Vedder, it's fucking John Frusciante <laughs> or Billy Corgan. Right, so, yeah, like Billy Corgan. Three bands. No, he doesn't write about Billy Corgan anymore after Billy complained. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do, as is tradition, I'm going to ask you guys, or I'm going to let you guys ask me 10 yes or no questions to try to find out more information about this. And then at the end of it, I want you all to give me an educated guess based on those 10 yes or no questions as to whether or not John Frusciante is leaving Red Hot Chili Peppers after new album. Jim, it's your birthday. Let's start with you. Yes or no question. Is this a statement that came from John Frusciante's mouth? Whether it be text yes. or... Okay. Yep. Is this a... Um, shit, how do I phrase this? Um, like, 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 is this intended to be a permanent exit? versus a sort of uh, hiatus. sabbatical, hiatus, sabbatical, what have you. I can't actually give that a yes or no answer. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would advise you to ask something more basic. Okay, sorry. Uh, all right, how about... Uh, is For the example, source Instagram... Well, uh, well, I was going to say, for example, you could just ask me the title, and I will give you a yes or no answer. <laughs> Wait, what was is, the title again? Is John Frusciante leaving Red Hot Chili Peppers after new album? <laughs> well, that's a fucking question, so, like, that, that's hard. Uh, you sounded a little bit British there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is fucking question? <laughs> Isn't it? That's a fucking that's a fucking question though. Like, but I was gonna say if if, if you how do ask, I ask me that, a question of another question, just ask the question exactly as it is. 
<laughs> is Sean for Sean T leaving the right option? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> no. Okay. No, this is this is stupid. Uh, is no, he is not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> So stupid, <laughs> Jim. Yes, All right, no my turn. Uh, does Brett Buchanan have a hair across his ass? Uh, I cannot give a yes or no to that. I, I can't say for certain. <laughs> All right, uh, just kidding. That was a joke question. Um, oh, I see. Uh, was this was this information? Presented on a form of social media. You could make that argument, but I, I'm gonna say no. Okay. It's 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 not social media. Which is possibly the most surprising thing about this whole article. <laughs> yeah, so that that was actually gonna be my question. So okay, I gotta, I gotta take take a few steps back here and and, and sort of uh, scratch yeah, my honestly, for a second. Honestly, if you guys can identify the source, I'll, I'll give it to you. Because, I, see, what's interesting about this one, I, like I brought up previously, is that it, it's the article is a, is a question. So it's like, how, how do I ask a question about a question? So we've established that the question has an answer, and, and you've given mm -hmm. me the answer, and the answer is no. So <laughs> we, we've... We've already figured it out. Like we've already. I, well, <laughs> what, I, we've, what I'd like you to do, I, I'd like you to just get me the source. Get to the source, and I and I will <laughs> give right. you it. Okay. And we've Is we've already determined source. that it came directly from, uh, Fruscianti. Okay. Or uh, Jim's Jim, you specified that it came from his mouth, correct? Correct. Yes. So, so it came directly from John Fruscianti's mouth. He spoke the words. It came. Yeah. So it came directly from his mouth. Uh, not on social media though so how does one okay is the source a phone call <laughs> it very well could be um, I don't know for sure if it is or not okay my turn um, yep So it's not from any other member of the band. It's from John Frusciante. Um, <laughs> did, did somebody ask John Frusciante on his OnlyFans if he was leaving the band? And he said no. That's social media. Ah, yeah. damn. The most social of medias. Um... So I'll right. just say no I, to that. All right. <laughs> uh, right. Before a, before you get this into this in person interview, was this an actual in person I mean, interview? Well, no. Your your last your last question was asking whether or not it could have been over the phone, and I, I don't know the answer to that. It could have been. So I don't know if it's in person either. I'll, I'll let you ask another question. But um, there is a second player involved here, a second oh. player that we're all aware of, and Mister um, Flea. Eddie so there is there is a mystery there is a mystery second person involved. It's Eddie Vedder and Billy Corgan. <laughs> Chester Bennington. Uh, He's no, dead. Uh, no, he couldn't dead. make it. <laughs> he couldn't make it this time. He was a little little indisposed. Uh, so, uh, okay, that was pretty good. Uh, 
What is that you're okay. whacking on? Sounds good. It's uh, it's the beer can on uh, a sort of uh, a glass. Uh, what do you call it? Um, thing you put on the table to protect your uh, coaster. Coaster. Oh yeah, yeah. Be- uh, beer cans are pretty, so. pretty uh, good uh, percussive instrument. If we're being honest, I, I agree. Uh, so, okay, so so it might be a phone call. Uh, it's it's probably what, in this, person. I'll, I'll say that, but it, it could theoretically okay. be a phone call. But I'm guessing it's in person. <laughs> Did Brett Buchanan spy on a in-life interview with John Frusciante with, like, another interviewer? Like, were they was John Frusciante and another interviewer having an interview, and Brett Buchanan was, like, peering from the bushes and, like, got his tape recorder out? So what I'll say is you guys seem a little lost at sea here, so I will say that <laughs> Brett Buchanan was not involved, but, yes, someone else was interviewing uh, Frusciante. All right. Um, was the person interviewing John Frusciante a pretty well-known figure? Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. The person interviewing Frusciante was a pretty well-known person. Was it on 60 uh, Minutes? <laughs> no, but th- this person is, is well-known. This person is well-known within the Chili Peppers camp as well. Okay. So it's not oh. like we're not talking about like fucking Cronkite here or something like that. Okay, okay. Did did Brett Buchanan just like watch a? Why are you? Brett, Brett's not involved. I just told you Brett's not involved. He's <laughs> not involved at all. Like he wrote the article, no, though, didn't he? He wrote the article, but yes, oh. but he's not involved otherwise. <laughs> okay, but uh, so we, so we, so he's a passive, uh, uh like individual in, in this story okay yes he, um, he heard this interview and he wrote this article <laughs> did so we're trying to figure out the source who's who's the person who gave the interview that's that's the question that's what we're trying to get to the bottom of see i've been trying to yeah, figure I'll, out what I'll, even, fuck we're trying I'll, to I'll figure even tell out. you this i'll even tell you this the, the source is a podcast whose ah, podcast was it? A podcast oh nice I it was love show, podcasts. Which is so, so rogue. You guys, just, you guys have, you guys have three with. guesses left. <laughs> you guys have three guesses left. Uh, Patrick, okay. we'll, we're starting with you on this. Well known within Red Hot Chili Peppers camp. Was he on the Will Sasso show? <laughs> what? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what a Will Sasso is, but no, he was not. <laughs> He's from Mad TV. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Jim. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) What? Where the hell did you pull Will Sasso from? (laughs) You fucking bastard. Oh, God. Um, Now I'm just thinking of Will Sasso being fucking Tony Soprano. Um, (laughs) Good shit. Um, Oh, man. Podcast, huh? Yeah, if it helps, I didn't know this person had a podcast, but they are—they are a well-known person, and they are well-known within the Chili Peppers circle. Is it somebody in the Chili Peppers? No. All right, oh. Patrick, you're last up. Oh, is this Dave Navarro's podcast? 
what? No. I, I felt like if you guys had a couple more, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you each one more because I think you're gonna get it. Jim, give me one more guess. Is it Eddie Vedder's podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's not a No, someone more directly involved with the Chili Peppers than that. I love the 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 Ved Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> you, you guys are missing a, a a really big figure in the Red Hot Chili Peppers world. I mean, not Hello someone Slovak. He's fucking dead. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not going to be him, uh, but it, it's someone who is a big figure within their world and someone who would reasonably have a podcast. Like, Jesus Christ. I don't think Eddie Vedder has a podcast. Is it, is it Rick Rubin? <laughs> not your guest, but yes, you got it. It is Rick Rubin. <laughs> That's fine. Give it to him. Give it to him. Fuck. It's his, it's his birthday. So, yeah. He's the fifth pepper. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the headline again. Is John Frusciante leaving Red Hot Chili Peppers after new album? John Frusciante realized his intentions to stay with Red Hot Chili Peppers after their second new album this year in a new Rick Rubin podcast interview. Uh, I think <laughs> I win that one because I guess Rick Rubin. Well, yeah, none of us really win. We all kind of lose a little bit. <laughs> That's true. And we also die a little <laughs> bit inside. So. That's yes. true. That's true. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so on that disappointing note... <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you guys got anything going on, Christopher? What the fuck you got going on? I know you got shit going on. We talked about you being yeah. like naked running uh, around the house screaming. Yeah, uh, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, um, got a album a day thing I've been doing this year where I'm listening to an album every single day, a different album. Uh, you can follow that at album per day 365 on Instagram, and it's winding down soon, which is absolutely insane to me. That but is uh, crazy. yeah, that's still going. So, uh, yeah, I got that, and on November 4th, uh, my solo project, The Difference Engine, is going to be putting out an EP called Courtesy that I recorded uh, very much clothed. Um, no, actually, was I was naked. wearing, I can guarantee that I was probably even wearing shoes during all of it. Like, I, I wasn't even, like, down to socks or anything. I was very well clothed. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, just a pissed off little 15-minute political rant, and uh, it is... Uh, hopefully fun to listen to if you are also pissed off about politics. I checked it out. Yeah. Uh, I didn't listen to the political part. I just listened to the music part, but it was pretty good. <laughs> I thought Thanks. both things were, were excellent uh, when I listened both aspects. Well, thank you. The two, the two aspects. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it yeah. should be on Spotify and uh, Bandcamp on November 4th. How are you, Patrick? What are you doing besides breeding? Uh, <laughs> I already bred. Um, yeah, some, someone no, already I mean, splashed water on him, and another one came out. <laughs> oh, jeez, he's a gremlin. Uh, no, new, sun, new sun just dropped, October 4th, Oliver. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, I'm focusing on, on, on uh, the child rearing for a bit, but I, I've actually been kind of, well, uh, Rampikes were, were uh, I'm finishing up some tracks to, to send off to James to... Uh, put on the new Rampikes album that we've been working on, I think, since last August of 2021. Yes, that's correct, um, Patrick. Since last August. <laughs> listen, listen it, it, it'll, it, it's, it, it, it takes me a while, but it's going to be great. Good. You're going to be glad that, that I took the time. Good, um, good, good. Yeah, and, and I guess after that, um, I'm hoping to actually get started on a new Patrick S. Barry record after that. So, uh, I don't know, stay tuned for that in the new year. Uh, and yeah, 
keep checking out Jukebox Zeros, the the other show I do for the Zero Science Network here. Uh, that's, I think that's it. Um, I don't know if I really have anything going on. Um, I've told you guys that I want to start a new project. It's called Radio Towers because I'm boring and I can't think of a good name. So I was driving by some fucking big ass radio towers on the highway and I went, that would be a pretty cool name for a band. So I uh, registered yeah. the name and uh, set up my band camp and now I'm just going to fucking make something. <laughs> um, <laughs> other Perfect. than that... Uh, I've actually been getting pretty good success on my TikTok, which is fucking surprising. Uh, I've been trying forever to fucking get yeah. people to pay attention to me on Instagram, and nobody does, so I tried TikTok, and uh, I'm doing pretty good. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, uh, TikTok, holy shit, uh, TikTok. Spoken like talk a true tick. 30-something. I know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'm practically check dead. Check me out on the talk chick. <laughs> yeah, check me out on the talk tick. Um, at Drum Smarts, uh, and I'm actually going to be um, probably switching over my Instagram account to be at Drum Smarts as well, so I can focus on just publishing some drum material and not um, using my current account at Meta Drummer, where I post about my dog most of the time. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's all that I'm really doing. And then obviously Patrick mentioned yeah, nice. the Rampikes album. I'll be I'll be mixing that once uh, once we get all the stuff in. Uh, oh, oh, also, yeah, too? I was gonna say I'm also playing drums for the band Stag Bastard. Uh, John Sasser, formerly guest former guest of the show, is also involved in that project. He mixed the new record for them. We're playing a couple shows actually. If yeah. you're in the Providence area and you got nothing to do on. The Sunday night before Halloween, we'll be playing a show at Alchemy, so you can come me watch me be a stupid asshole and John uh, be a little less of a stupid asshole at that show oh, at yeah. Alchemy. I've known, I've, I've known Sari for for years. I know that's too. wild. He's he's one of like he's one of two people that I've actually gotten into a physical fight with in my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna ask him that's about a story that. Sorry for another day. Yeah, I'll ask him about that. No, it's crazy because he we were over we were at the house here and he was he came over and we were practicing and he was talking about. You. He's like, oh, I realized I, I know Patrick. I've been listening to his show, Old Man Young Cloud. I was like, yeah, asshole, that's me. I'm the Jim <laughs> on that show. Uh, <laughs> I'm the Jim. That's so. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. No, he's, he's a great dude. I, I love him. Yeah, he's and, cool. Uh, he's a good glad, dude. Glad he's glad he's back in town doing the music. And thing. the other thing that's fucking crazy is like him and uh, Amy, former guest of the show, they both know my boss because they grew up in Abington, which is fucking insane too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, f I, I forget who that is, but yeah. The world yeah, is the boss, too small I mean. and I hate it. Anyways, alright, thanks everybody for listening to the episode. We really appreciate it. You can find us online at zero-science.com along with all the other shows on the network like, as Patrick mentioned, Jukebox Zeros. Uh, we also got uh, is anybody else doing anything anymore? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Oh, yeah, what's Scary Met Scary Oh, what's Scary Met Stabby. Stabby. Yeah, that's Christopher's podcast. With, and uh, uh, yeah. Danielle Scott. and I will be starting our uh, Magnum P.I. podcast soon as well. Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah, check out yeah. Uh, What's Scary Met Stabby. That's uh, Scott Curlin from uh, Writer's Bagel Basket and Christopher, our one and only. Um, if you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at oldmanyellacloud at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at oldmanyellacloud. And if you want, you can find us in a little corner of the uh, internet called Twitter. Uh, our handle there is at yellacloud. 
Uh, take a time. Take the time out to leave us a rating. We haven't been around in a while. We know you miss us. So if you're actually still listening, uh, and give a shit, you need to leave us a fucking rating. I don't even care anymore. Like if you really are following us <laughs> this far and you haven't let us a rating, you're kind of a bastard. So you should probably like, go ahead on. and leave us a rating. Um, or you know, better yet, if you don't want to leave us a rating, just tell your friends or your family about us. Thanksgiving's coming up, so if you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, just go. Hey, have you heard about this little uh, joint called Old Melio Cloud? You can find them on the Zero Science Network. It, yeah, we, we directly it. read them, and it it directly affects our self-esteem for the day. Listen, so, like, I can't eat. All right, <laughs> I cannot fucking afford to eat unless you fucking tell people about this podcast. <laughs> So, yes, do it. This, this is our bread and butter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Jim. I'm uh, Patrick. And I think I'm Wait. Christopher. And we'll see you in L. Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From The Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network, and wherever podcasts may be found. Found. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.